Living Faith International Church welcomes you to Higher Life Broadcast with Bishop Dominic Newlove Alote, the head pastor of Living Faith International Church. Bishop Dominic is a dynamic preacher and teacher with an extraordinary depth of knowledge and understanding of God's word. His vision is to empower each and every believer to live a victorious life through Jesus Christ to actualize their potential and tap into their God-given talents for the purpose of edifying their own lives and glorifying God's kingdom. Get ready to be blessed and inspired with the unadulterated word of God. And now, Bishop Dominic Newlove Alote. Matthew chapter 5, verse number 8. Amen. We're going to, tonight we're going to just discuss a little bit about developing the right heart. Developing the right heart. Your, 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 your heart condition is the most important thing in your life. You know, the Bible says that no flesh glories in the presence of God. God is not, God do not care about your physical condition. He cares about your heart. Your heart condition, very, very important. The, the way your heart goes is the way your life goes. Not only that, God deals with you as an individual by your heart condition. God is, God, God is not concerned about your education. He's not concerned about your physical prowess. He's not concerned about how intelligent you are. He's very concerned about your heart condition. If he can get your heart right, he can get everything done in your life. Can I have amen? amen. So in the Beatitudes, this is one of the, um, uh, the, fair, the, the important teachings that Jesus gave in the beginning of his ministry. Amen. We call it the Beatitudes. That is, this is the way God wants you to behave. Uh, the Beatitudes. We call it Beatitudes, but the word actually is Beatitudes. The, the attitudes of the believer. Beatitudes. Say amen. amen. And in chapter 5 verse 8, he says that blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. We can also turn this scripture around to say that blessed are the pure, uh, I mean, uh, 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 God will see those with a pure heart. And because God will see the, those with a pure heart, God will bless them. God blesses the pure in heart. God blesses the pure in heart. Blessed are the pure, the pure in heart, for they shall see God. So if I want to experience the fullness of God in my life, if I want to experience God's hand in my life, it, is, it behooves me to develop a pure heart. A pure heart, an incorruptible heart. Can I have amen? amen. And, and um, uh, First Peter chapter 3, verse 8, he said, but let it be the hidden man of the heart. Now, when we speak about the heart, we are not talking about the portion that pumps the blood. I've, I think I've said this over and over and over again. So let's talk about the heart. The, 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 the reason why the Bible uses the heart all the time, because the heart is the, the, the heart of the man is that the engine of the car. 
I don't care how nice your car is. If the engine is not good, the car will not move. You may be able to move the car if the brakes are not good, if the, some of the parts are not working very well. But once the engine is broken, that's it. So, so the, 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 the focal point of the car is the engine. The focal point of the car is the engine. The focal point of a man is the heart. Amen? And then, and the, the, so the Bible uses the heart. Now, when the Bible talks about the heart, it's not talking about the part of you that pumps the blood. Amen? What he is saying here is that this is the part of you, I mean, um, uh, the most important part of your human anatomy is the, is the heart. And the heart represents the real man, who you are. And so in, in this part of the scriptures, um, uh, uh, Peter speaks about a, a good woman, a, a precious woman, speaks about a good wife. Amen. And, and come to verse 6. Let's look at from verse number 6. The Bible says that uh, even as Sarah obeyed Abraham and calling him Lord, whose daughters are ye, as long as you dwell, you do well and are not afraid. Uh, with any amazement. Yes, verse 7, he says, Likewise, ye husbands dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife, even as unto the weaker vessel, as long uh, as being hers together of the grace of God, uh, that your prayers will not be hindered. Chapter 3, verse 1. Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, uh, they may also without the word be won by the conversation. The word conversation is the word behavior, be attitude, the attitude of the wife. In other words, if a person don't believe in Christ, that your behavior, your, your, your attitude, without you preaching to the person, will win the person to Christ. Can I have amen? amen. And so the Bible says that, that, um, uh, that without the word, they, that if any obey not the word, that they may without the word be won by the behavior of the wives. Verse, verse number two, uh, while they behold your chaste conversation, you give me the New King James Version, while they behave your chaste conversation, coupled with fear, verse three, Okay, whose adorning, let it not be the outward adorning of the plating of the hair of the wearing of gold or of the putting on of apparel. So what he's talking about here is that your, your beauty must not be that which is of the outside, the, the, the way you, you fix your hair nicely, the, your watches, your gold, your rings. Your, what he's saying is that the beauty of the person is not those things. Your beauty is not the gold. Your beauty is not the dress. Your beauty is not the hair, the hairstyle that you have. But then he teaches us that um, in the verse, um, oh, okay, don't worry. Let's, let's go. Give me the verse four. Give, give me the verse four. He said, rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart. So he's talking about the, the, the real you. The, the real you is not your physical body. You see, most of the time we dress our physical body and forget about the spirit. But your, your real personality is not your physical body. Your real personality is your spirit. The other day, I think I shared with you that when we say a person is dead, it simply means that the person left this house. 
but you are an eternal being. Man is a spirit. He lives in a soul. Your real person is living in this body. Amen. Your real person is living in this body. And this body is just a house. It's that it's at a temple. It's 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 a it's a it's a, a, a it's a vessel that the real person allows you to live here. Why? Because without this body, you can't live on earth. It's just like when you go to space, without the space suit, you can't live there. You came from heaven. In heaven, you don't need a body. But when you came here on earth, you need a physical body to, to express yourself here on this earth. And for that reason, God gave you a physical body, which is like an earth suit that you come here temporarily. When you go to space, you don't live there. You go there temporarily. And then, and then when you come to the earth, you can't be walking around in a space suit. You will die. You can't. Say amen. amen. And so your body is a spacesuit. Man is a spirit. Man has a soul. Man lives in a body. Your soul has five compartments. Your mind, your will, your intellect, and your imagination, and your emotions. Your, your, your soul is attached to your spirit that gives you memory, that, that, that gives you understanding. Amen. amen. But your spirit is the one that God deals with. God is a spirit. So God deals with spirit. Amen spirit to spirit. God doesn't work with your flesh. God deals with your spirit. That is why you need to have a pure heart. That's why the Bible says that blessed are those that have a pure heart for they shall see God. In other words you can never experience God if you don't have a pure heart. Amen. You can and and the, the, the why this is very important is that you can sit in church and you can clap your hands and worship. You can be a pastor. You can be a pastor's wife. You can be a deacon. You can be anything and never have a pure heart. Never have a pure heart, and and you will never see God. You can never experience the fullness of God without a pure heart. God deals with the heart. Can I have amen? amen. Are, are you with me tonight? Yes. Amen. So the Bible says that the, the, your beauty must be the hidden person of the heart. He's talking about the innermost being your, 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 your inner man. The, the, the Bible calls, have dif different names for it. In other places, the Bible calls him the inner man. Another place, the Bible calls him the inward man. Another place, the Bible calls him the hidden man. Another place, the Bible calls him the spirit man. Amen. That is, that is the one that is inside you. That is the reason why sometimes when you are sad, eh, you are sad and you are sad and you are sad. And then all of a sudden, you see tears flowing down your eyes. You, the, the sadness did not begin from the body. The sadness started from inside you. The depression is inside you. The fear is inside you. And then if you don't check it, the, it, it starts pouring outside. Why? Because your body just expresses what is happening in your spirit. Okay, so the Bible says that rather let it be the hidden person of the heart with, inc with incorruptible beauty of a gentle and a quiet spirit. That is, this is the kind of spirit you need to, you, you need to cultivate. Not your heart, not your hairstyle, not your dressing, not your watch, your gold watch, your gold ring, your, your beautiful necklace, your shoes, your dress. He said, no, that is not the most important thing. 
It may be very important, but that is not the most important thing. The most important thing is the incorruptible, be developing the hidden person of the heart, the real you who is inside you, the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and a quiet spirit, which, in, which is very precious in the sight of God. So now we realize where the, the Bible tells us that blessed are the pure in spirit, for they shall see God. Blessed are the pure in spirit, for they shall see God. And the Bible tells us that, that the pure heart is, is, is very precious. Your pure heart, your clean heart, your incorruptible heart is very precious because God is dealing with your incorruptible spirit. God doesn't work with your flesh. God deals with your spirit. So if your spirit is clean, if your spirit is pure, that is very precious because God can work with you. Amen. Can I have amen? amen? Are you with me? God can work with you because your spirit is pure. You see, your spirit is pure. God is not interested in your gift as he is interested in the purity of your heart. Peaceful spirit, not anxious, but precious is precious. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter 7, verse 22. Romans chapter 7. He said, but I delight in the law of God after the inward man. My delight, I delight in the word of God, in the law of God after the inward man. You see, so, so when your inward man, the real man, is after the word of God, your life will change. Yeah, your life will change. If your inner man, the inward man, the real you is after the word of God, your life will change. Why? Because as you, you read the word of God, your spirit man reads the word of God, it starts affecting other areas of your life. Say amen. Otherwise, you'll be reading the word of God and it's just solace. Is that solace? The reason why most of the time um, a lot of things doesn't occur or, or, or happen in our life because we serve God with our souls instead of our spirit. God is a spirit. God deals with the spirit. God doesn't deal with your soul. God doesn't deal with your, your body. God deals with your spirit. Do, do, can, are you following me? Yeah. It's very important. So you, you go, you said, Paul said, I delight in the law of God according to the inward man or after the inward man. After the, when healing takes place, healing takes place in your spirit and then it manifests in your body. I, I can guarantee you today that if your spirit is healed, eventually your body will respond. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 22. And then let's get it rolling. Let's get it rolling. Okay. So it says, Seven, uh, 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 seeing you have, he, he have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit unto unfailing love of the brethren. See that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. You love one another with a pure heart. Pure heart. You see, sometimes the love we have for one another is not pure. 
It's not genuine at all. That's why we can talk about one another negatively and do all kinds of evil to one another. Why? Because the love is not genuine. Any love that is not from a pure heart is not a genuine love. Say amen. So the Bible says that see that you love one another. Make sure that you love one another with what? With a pure heart fervently. Why is this important? First Samuel chapter number 16. Let's start reading from verse number 1. I'm trying to get to verse number 7. Amen. And the Lord said to Samuel, How long will I mourn for Saul? Will you mourn for Saul? Seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel, fill thy horn with oil and go. I will send thee to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have, a, I have provided me a king among his sons. Every time we read this portion of the scripture, the focus of the people of God and the preacher is always on the anointing oil. That's our focus. You, you notice that? Every time we read this scripture, our focus is on the anointing oil. But tonight, I want you to take your eyes from the anointing oil. And let's look at something very important more than the anointing oil. Something that more important, more than the anointing oil. Then the Bible says, God, God said, I've provided me a king among the sons. Verse number two. And Samuel said, how can I go? If Saul hear it, he will kill me. The Lord said, the Lord said take an heifer with thee and say, I am come to sacrifice to the Lord. Verse number three. And, and, and call Jesse to the sacrifice. And I will show thee what thou shalt do. And thou shalt anoint me uh, uh, unto me whom I, may, I, I name unto thee. This, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm, I'm preparing a, a, a series. You know, you, he, you hear me talk about, you know, uh, be, be, becoming the record breaker of your family, breaking the family record. But I've never taught people how to do that. So I'm de developing a series on that. You know, that Jesus himself needed to break certain records. Yeah, they said, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Which means that nobody in Nazareth was anything for generations. So Jesus was the first one that broke the barrier. May you break the barrier. Yeah. Number one, you have to be very aggressive. You can't break barriers if you are timid. No, you have to be very aggressive in your work with God. Number two, you have to break out of the norm. Don't be a normal person. You got to break out of the norm. Don't do what everybody is doing. Number three is sacrifice. I said seven things. But I'm just giving you the three. Okay. Okay, verse four. And Samuel 
did that which the Lord speak and came to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, Come and thou peaceably. Verse 5. And he said, Peaceably, I am come to sacrifice unto the Lord. Sanctify this yourselves and come to me to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons and called them to the sacrifice. Verse 6. And it came to pass when they were come that he looked on Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. And verse 7. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance, nor on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. This is where our problem is. We deal with people with, with the human eye. And when you deal with people in a, with the human eye, you are going to be deceived. Why? Because people normally are not what they say they are. And we're going to find that from scripture in a little bit. People are normally what they are not what they say they are normally. That's why people get disappointed. That is why people can get married. And in seven days, the marriage comes to an end. Because they get to the house, then they realize that the person that they married was not the person they, they saw before they got married. Why? Because you can hide your true nature behind a lot of sins and use that to deceive a lot of people. As a matter of fact, you can be doing a lot of good things, a lot of good things with a very bad motive and nobody will know it. The, the reason you will never know. But you are judging me by what I'm doing because human beings, we judge people by what they are doing, not what behind the scenes because you and I doesn't know what is behind the scenes. That's why we get hurt. That's why from time to time you get so hurt. Why? Because he said, I never believed that he can do this. That she can do this to me. I don't believe that she can rob me like this. You know, I believed, I trusted, I did this, I do that. Because you were dealing with the people, that person, on a facial level. So God said that as for you, huh? You, if God was not involved in this anointing service, somewhere would have anointed the wrong person. Yeah. yeah. This is the reason why you need to have God involved in your life. If God is not involved in your life, you will always make the wrong decisions. I love a scripture in the book of Corinthians where Paul says that henceforth, no, no man after the flesh. He said, if I have even known Jesus after the flesh, I know him henceforth no more. That is, even Jesus, I don't deal with him by the flesh. I deal with Jesus by the spirit. He said, don't know people after the flesh. Don't know people after the flesh. If you just deal with people after the flesh, you are going to, you will die before your time. Yeah, he almost made a mistake. If not because God was involved in his life. 
He almost poured the oil on the wrong person. And God said, stop that. You, what are you trying to do, Samuel? He said, but this one look like the king. This one look at the height. He said, no, no, no. As for you, 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 you look with, with, with you, you, you see with the, with the eye of a man. But as for me, I see, look at it. He said, he said for I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance. Now, you read that, we read earlier on. He said, let your beauty not be the what? The outward beauty or the appearance of jewels and your hairstyle. And why? Because God doesn't care how your hairstyle looks. God doesn't care how your, you, 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 you dress your outward appearance for man. But God doesn't care how you look on the outside. That is the reason why some of the most rugged prophets in the word of God, when you, you encounter them, they were very rough. The way they dress and everything, because they really didn't care. They didn't care. And so the Bible says that, but uh, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Blessed are the pure. Blessed are the pure. The Lord looked on the heart. He said, I will accept the man with a contrite and a broken heart I will never reject. Can I have amen? amen. The, the Lord looked on the heart. So your heart is very important. And I'm going to share with you, we'll share a few things, uh, uh, how God could approve of David, even though he was, he was very notorious in a lot of things. But David had a good heart. You see, if you were judging David by the standard of man, then David would never be qualified. If you judge, if you judge David, that's why people, people wanted to stone him. They wanted to stone him for some time. They wanted to stone David. Everybody stood against David. I mean, he went through so much attacks. Can you imagine? Look at what did Saul do? Saul really did nothing. Saul did nothing. The only thing Saul did was the reason why God rejected him, that God said, go and kill everything, and, and he didn't do it. He brought the king uh, uh, the Agag and some of the sheep in the house and God said and somewhere came and reprimanded him and then the, the Bible says God said I've rejected him as king can you imagine God said I've rejected him what did he do really he did nothing what did David do plenty <laughs> plenty uh, when I preach this it's very interesting though when I talk about, I, I, in the past, I, 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 I did a message on why David? Why David? It was something else. Why David? Why is God, why was God so much interested in David? I mean, in, in the days of David, when you study the Bible very well, when, when prominent people died in Israel, David had to come out and pronounce to the whole Israel that me and my house, I don't know anything about the death of this man. And then he has to pronounce a curse. Then they will know that he wasn't the one because he was notorious.
victorious in killing people. Thank you for listening to Higher Life Broadcast with Bishop Dominic Newlove Aluti, the head pastor of Living Faith International Church, one church in two locations, New York and Accra. We believe you have been blessed, inspired, and encouraged. You are invited to worship with us on Wednesdays, Success in Life Teaching Service, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., and Sundays, Celebration Service, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Locate Living Faith International Church, Rima House, at a Charlie Old Town last stop. For more details or prayer and counseling, please contact 0501-550-756-0561-291-565 and 0244-780-205. Remain under the blessings of God. Living Faith International Church. Living by faith. Dominating your world.